Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. It is a wet and wild day in Destin, Florida. I tell you what, it has been, uh, this has got to be the slowest tropical storm I have ever been a part of. And we've had plenty of, of tropical depressions, tropical squalls, hurricanes galore. But to set here, to set here the last few days and just watch rain and rain and rain, and we needed it. Every place that's getting rain needed it. But I tell you what, I'm at the harbor today, and usually, <clears throat> on just a given day, the water in the harbor is some six to eight feet lower than the docks. And today, the tide is in, the water surges in, and it's it's just sitting there, right, even with it. So it has been... Uh, it's been crazy. We had a tornado came in off. Actually, it started as a water spout. You could hear it as it moved to shore, and they sent out a warning. Uh, and we're not like the Midwest where you have these uh, these warning sirens that come off. So uh, they just sent out the emergency notices. Thank goodness for technology because you know what you're looking for. But today we have wind. The storm will move on out. We've got some other stuff we're looking at. But it's a it's been a great, great Labor Day weekend because you, you really get to spend some quality time investing with other people. I had a wonderful time yesterday, as a matter of fact, the, the one of the great leaders, and I say that with, with knowing that some people will disagree with me, but I was on the phone yesterday for about two and a half hours with Orrin Woodward talking with him as he shared some insights with me. And uh, it, it's always good to talk to people who have been through the fire more than you have because you get to listen to what they have to share. And uh, although Orrin and I don't always see eye to eye on things, we, we serve the same Lord and we constantly have that to fall back on, to always look at when we communicate, and I love that. But today we are in chapter, I got this screwed up last week, and people were yelling at me. I'm in chapter 5, Get Real. But before I get into that, one of the things that the girls did in Flip Flop CEO, It's Time to Get a Life, is that they put in here some stories of some Flip Flop CEOs. And knowing that I already can't get through the whole blasted chapter anyway, it's just some good stuff, I decided I want to share about two of these flip-flop CEOs. The first is Jerry Nichols. He's got a, a Bachelor's of Science in Liberal Arts and an MBA. He's a financial planner, and he's a networker. And I want to share his little story because it, I think it shows just a little bit of a different side to network marketing. Sometimes we think network marketing is just a bunch of flip-flop, stay-at-home moms that probably run around in their bras and panties or their swimsuits or their, their bathrobes or something, taking care of the little rug rats and getting their husband off to school or work or whatever. Well, it isn't like that. Now, ladies, please don't take offense if you're running around in bra and panties and doing your business. i got no problem with that. I had a friend of mine once that launched a CD series called The Underwear Entrepreneur. So, you know, I'm not I'm not making a light of that, but I want you to listen to this. Jerry says, I'm a financial advisor, and my advice to my clients is to never put all your eggs in one basket. But several years ago, I realized that's exactly what I was doing with my income. And in 2001, with the economy in shambles and my salary, which had recently been cut in half, I realized I needed to do something. Sadly, as a result, my wife had to returned to a full-time work, and we were forced to put our son in daycare. It was then that I decided to take my own advice and find a second stream of income. Now, I think we can all relate to, to what Jerry's talking about, and it really doesn't matter if we're 
college educated or we're just busting our butt as a blue-collar worker. You know, one thing that God has blessed my family with is we have never worked outside of the house except basically as entrepreneurs. My wife is a romance writer. Let me say her book right now is on Georgia Brides, is on Walmart shelf along with Amazon bookstores and everywhere else. But I, I, I digress. Hang on. But most people do have to go to work. My wife has homeschooled our kids. We've had a wonderful time two days a week when I'm not traveling. I take my granddaughters and my eight-year-old son, and we travel around the, the, the island doing cool things. So I understand where Jerry's coming from. He said, we immediately went looking for options, not necessarily to replace my salary, but to supplement it. My goal was to diversify. We looked at everything from real estate to franchises, but the drawbacks were the same. The success rates were low, and the cost of entry was high. Now, I had a guy debate me with this the other day. He said, franchises are great. You never lose out in a franchise. Let me explain something. The reason you never see a McDonald's franchise go bankrupt is because the corporation steps in and takes over. And there's a lot of big franchises like that. So, so let's not fool ourselves. I see as many franchises pop up and launch as I do network marketing companies some years, and they don't always make it. So Jerry's got a great point here. He said, one day I was sitting in the airport when I received a call from my wife. <laughs> I can just imagine. Here he is out at the airport. He's probably getting ready for a business trip, and his wife calls and says, she told me she'd found the thing we'd been looking for. Don't you like that, the thing? And that, ironically, it was related to some wellness products we were already using. Now, understand, Jerry is one of these kind of guys that he, he, he always, in public, is the dapper individual. He's got the nice jacket, the suit, the tie, the shirt. I mean, understand, we're talking about an NBA professional. Okay, so, so picture his thought here as he says, <laughs> I immediately said, it is. Isn't that network marketing? Don't sign anything. I'm on my way home. I was laughing when I read this. I thought, I could see myself at one time doing the same thing. When I arrived, we discussed it, but my reaction was the same. I told her that industry was for the stalker crowd, for people who ruined friendships, had closets full of junk they didn't need. Now, of course, that wasn't something that I knew about firsthand. It's just what I had heard. Now, here's Jerry who makes his living doing due diligence and advising his clients. And here, instead of doing due diligence, he makes a judgment call, probably because somebody he respected had made a comment once. See, a lot of times we don't, we don't give into account that somebody we love and trust has given us some kind of advice that even they might have gotten second or third hand. Jerry being the kind of guy he is and his wife being the kind of wife and best friend that she is, says this. My wife looked at me and said, Jerry, what you do is research companies, assess their value, and advise people whether to invest or not. Please, for me, take the time to do the same for this company and let me know for sure that it's a bad deal. So that's exactly what Jerry did. He pulled the financials on the company. He interviewed managers, the executive teams, vendors. He contacted the DSA, the Direct Selling Association. He even flew to the company headquarters. And in the end, 
he was proven wrong. The modern version of network marketing is so different than what I'd seen before. I realized that network marketing just needed to go through a transition. See, the franchise industry went through the transition and had the same growing pains. Legal constraints had not caught up with the business model. I love the way he says this. Legal constraints had not caught up with the business model, and consequently people were upset. In fact, franchising was almost outlawed as an illegal business practice in the 70s. Same thing happened to network marketing. That's the hazard of an industry being ahead of its regulation, being ahead of regulations. And that's what happened to network marketing. But now popular culture is beginning to catch on. Today, although our network marketing business is extraordinarily successful, I still work as a financial advisor. It's about diversifying, and I still take my own advice. Here's Jerry's words of wisdom. Network marketing allows you to build a wall around your family that is so thick that no matter what happens to your day job, your quality of life can remain the same. And I can tell you what, that, that's exactly what happens. It's, it, he, he's got it. Another flip-flop CEO. Now, Jerry and I have never gotten to meet publicly together, you know, live and in person. Uh, and I look forward to that day. I'm, this year we've, we've really started our traveling schedule. We're going to some events. It's been a blessing. Companies and, and leaders fly us out to, to let us do interviews. It's awesome. And this last May when I was in Orlando, I got to meet one of the most wonderful down-to-earth women that I have ever met that is a, a, a true multi-multi-multi-millionaire. And, and I say that because I want to put it into perspective. Many times on TV we see these, these divas of nighttime soaps or these divas of, in, uh, of daytime soaps, and they pretend to be these multi-millionaire women that are in control of everything in their life. Nothing can go wrong for them, and if it does, they just throw some money at some boy toy, and he'll take care of it for them. Donna Johnson isn't that kind of lady. Matter of fact, as I as I got to talk to her a little bit privately off stage, as I got to talk to some of the leaders that she had brought to the Real Savvy Success Conference, I got to see the real Donna Johnson. Over the last few months, as we've continued to communicate, I've, I've gotten to know her better, along with her, the love of her life and her boyfriend who lives in Europe. And and it's so fun to watch her because she's still, and, and, and I hope she doesn't take this disrespectful or any of her team, but in some regards she's still like a little girl because when she talks about her, her boyfriend, when she talks about her daughters, uh, when she talks about shoes, she gets this sparkle in her eye. I mean, it, it's it's phenomenal. And when she talks about her team, it, it, it's remarkable. You see her, you see her stand up a little straighter. I started to say something else, but for females, I didn't write. She stands up a little straighter, and she gets a big smile, and she starts talking about them. Some some people that have ranked to high positions start talking about themselves and how yeah, I I I lead them, I I control them, I taught them. Donna never brings herself up. It's amazing. All she says is, we've got some remarkable leaders. Let me tell you about this one. So it was cool when I got to to see her background in here, and I get to share a little bit about her background. Donna 
is the founder of a nonprofit organization because she realized it's not about how much you make, it's how much you give back. She says, when I launched my network marketing business, I was a newly single mom with three kids and no child support. My options were few. I didn't, I didn't want to re-enter the workplace. I, I didn't want a plan B. In rec- retrospect, my lack of options was a blessing in disguise. Since I had no choice but to go all in with my network marketing business, that's exactly what I did. My efforts paid off. I rose almost to the top of the company within four months and never looked back. That was more than 20 years ago. At the time, the perception of network marketing was more negative than it is today, although I wasn't even aware of it. I think people were just confused because the business model didn't fit the traditional corporate structure. But everything about the business is really quite positive. The business, this is great what she says here, the business is about adding value to others. Now, I had not read that when I first met Donna, but yet as she talks about all her other leaders and she praises them and recognizes them publicly, I thought, man, she walks her walk. It revolutionized the way people, women in particular, feel about themselves. I can show you stats. I've written on this. Women don't get into network marketing for the number one priority of money. They get into it because in some cases, for the first time in their lives, they are rewarded with the recognition that they deserve. And when you get around other people that say, we love you and we see exactly what you do and we are proud of you, it is amazing what can happen to a woman. It can happen to a man. We're just made different. That's why I love going to these events and hearing these women's stories because it's remarkable. Donna says it changed our self-esteem. It changes your your self-worth. It allows you to write your own story. Perhaps the greatest blessing this industry has given me is the ability to give back. My monthly income is now what I used to dream my annual income would be. There's so much more now to spread around. The more sex, the more I can't get that one out. The more successful you become in network marketing, the more significant your contribution can be. Everyone sees need in the world. We read articles about it. We see videos about it on TV every day. You want to participate. You want to help. This business gives you the abundance in which to do that. I started my own nonprofit several years ago when I was inspired by a need that arose in my family. Today, that nonprofit is my life's work. I travel almost year-round doing what I love, making a difference. It may sound cliche, but it's true. When your tank is full, it can't help but overflow out to you and others. Network marketing can help fill your tank. Donna's words of wisdom, trust me, when it comes to helping people, you can do a lot more with money than without it. Simple but very profound words. See, when I started reading that and then I got into the chapter, Get Real, I saw what they were talking about. They, they placed, and there's, there's, I mean, there's, I don't know, 7, 8, 10, 12 different little bios in here like that. Those are just two I wanted to pick out. I was amazed. See, network marketing isn't about Generation Y, Generation X. It's not about the, 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 the what do we call it, the baby boomers, the traditionalists. You want to know what it's about? It's about you. 
See, it doesn't matter what demographic age group you fall into. It doesn't matter what economic social group that you fall into. There's never been a test, nor will there ever be a test, that can look inside your heart and decide, should I be a winner? Can I do this? See, it isn't about an education. It isn't about being born with a silver, platinum, you know, uh, uh, gold. I don't care what kind of spoon it is. Nothing like that. It's not about having the right name, going to the right Ivy League school. It's not even about living in the right gated community. It's about what was your purpose? What were you driven to become? See, there's a lot of you that that snub your nose sometimes. Oh, that's network marketing. And you're in it. You'll be sitting at a a table and somebody say, yeah, I had one of them network marketers come up to me. And when they look at you and say, what do you do for a living? Well, my my wife is a romance writer. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I used to be that way. So I know what you're – I'm not talking out of theory. I'm talking I've been there. I'll never forget I started coming to – a new church, a new men's breakfast, and I sat there one day, and we were going around the table introducing ourselves, and the guy beside me made a comment about what he did for a living and where his kids went to school. And as he continued to talk, a guy said, oh, that sounds like one of these network marketing companies I heard of. And he made a comment, no, no, no. Nothing like that. Real, you, you could tell by the tone in his voice that it was despicable that somebody said something to him. Somehow the conversation got sidetracked a little bit, and somebody had mentioned education and and how the, our school district was one of only two in the nation that had a a kind of a education program where homeschoolers could go and utilize the school. And he made another snide comment about his tax dollars and how he doesn't like the fact homeschoolers could use the school facilities. Nice guy outside of these two things. So we were really hitting it off well, as you can imagine. And it came to me. And I have this problem with political correctness a lot of times. So I smiled real big and said, well, I'm a homeschooling dad. We've raised our kids. My my youngest child at that time was 16, just entered college. My middle boy actually is in high school now, but he reads at a post-secondary education level. I'm proud of my wife, who is a stay-at-home mom, an inspirational romance writer. And my profession is I consult in the network marketing arena because I love it so much. Now, a couple of the other guys at the table who are friends with me snickered and This guy went back to drinking his coffee and eating his breakfast. But you better have that kind of boldness. See, this chapter is about no matter who you are, no matter what your stage in life, network marketing might work for you. In Jerry's case, he he loves what he does, helping other people. You can tell anybody that's in the financial service arena has two things that they love. They love research. And they love providing value to other people. So network marketing was a perfect fit for him. The other day, somebody questioned my judgment and said, Troy, network marketing is for everybody. And I said, absolutely not. There are certain people in certain careers that don't need to be in network marketing. 
the odds are that a true CPA that loves numbers, loves what he does, would be better off running the accounting department of a network marketing company than he would be in the field. Not all, but some. A guy that writes code that just loves being able to, to be that, that person that creates the programs that run the compensation plans. Although they could probably do network marketing if it was a tech company, their passion isn't in sales. Oh, I've ran a company where I've watched these guys didn't want these these folks didn't want anything to do with network marketing. They were entrepreneurs. My number one coder on the weekends would go buy old cars, fix them up, and sell them. That was his passion, not network marketing. But for you that really have that that passion. And you love people and you love to serve. This is why school teachers, this is why coaches, this is why pastors, social workers get into network marketing because it gives them just an additional outlet to be able to serve other people. I love that. So if you're one of these kind of people, as the girls describe here, every morning is Groundhog Day with you dressed in a different version of the same suit, hoping this year you might get a better desk, office, title, or paycheck. But it never happens. And when you're disappointed with your job, you run out to find another one just like it. Well, then maybe network marketing's for you. It's funny the way the girls read this, and I'm going to digress just for a minute, but it says, you never do. And when you're disappointed with your job, you run out and find another one just like it. With the divorce rate at 50% and second marriage's divorce rate even higher than that, it's no wonder. Because if you're disappointed with the first mate, you're probably going to be disappointed with the second one too. We call that craziness because when you keep doing the same thing but you get the sa- and you get the same results, then there's an issue with you, not with the other people. Same thing in network marketing. If you keep bitching and moaning because you fail, I keep failing, I keep failing. I'll bet you anything that if I was to do some due diligence on you and we looked at every company and every reason that you joined, it's the same creep, the same hype, the same crap that goes on from company to company. Failure rate in every industry is high, but it's not because people don't have passion to succeed personally. It's because they do it for the wrong reason. If you're going to build network marketing, you better have a reason like Donna or like Jerry. Now, is network marketing for everybody? No. The girls make fun of of owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs. And And I had to snicker as I was reading this at breakfast this morning. Because they're dead on. You don't miss the office politics. Here's what they wrote. You don't miss the office politics and stuffy corporate meetings. You have jeans to wear and lunches to write off. Never mind that you work 16 hours and forget to shower. You love what you do. You could do it all day. Hunker down in your dungeon of creativity with your dreams, charts, graphs, and vision boards. And just how, on on your vision boards, on just how you're going to hit it big. Now, I thought about that, and they're being they're being somewhat girly here, you know, because they're saying, look, you're putting all this time and energy in. What are you going to get? If you don't work that day, you're unemployed, and, and all this is, is so true. But here's what I want you to think of something. There's two kinds of people that come into network marketing and use it as a, as a business model. Those in the field who want to create dreams and leave legacies. And those men and women who say, we have an idea and we're going to launch a network marketing company. And for the next few minutes, I want to say something about that. 
the men and the women that put their blood, sweat, and tears into the the, the, the creativity to launch a company. Sometimes are some of the most unsung heroes in this profession. It's not about putting a compensation plan together and saying, let's roll the dice. It's about finding the right formulation. It's about taking a, a dream of a product, something that, that you feel will be a difference. The number one MLM love story is about Wayne and Jerry Hillman of Life Force International. And if you know their story, you know that in Jerry's case, she had a chronic pain that they couldn't find anything to get rid of. And Wayne invested money and time and energy and kept searching for an answer. And one day came across a seaweed, and after years of formulation and making it happen and figuring out how to make it work, his wife took that, and after a few weeks, a few months, realized the pain was gone. And over 25 years ago, Life Force International was launched. When I look at Ben and Dottie Bareko and BK and the girls and even Jason back then, they just had their money ripped out from underneath them when their company shut the doors right before Christmas and their team wasn't going to have anything. And that family said, let's take the money we've earned and let's launch a company that puts distributors first. When I look at the Wallach family at Longevity and see how they launched, and then I look and see what they're doing across this industry, and they're saying, you know what, we're going to go out and we're going to help struggling companies so the distributors can continue to earn income. I realize real quickly this is about us, not about companies against distributors or distributors against companies. Just like the giant dreams and passions and legacy-leaving people in the field, the founders of the majority of the network marketing companies out there, even some that are second generation being run today by their kids, still have that passion. Do they get misguided and, and, and lost sometimes? Absolutely, just like distributors. They let their egos get out of hand. They forget where they came from, just like distributors. But at the end of the doggone day, this profession is about adding value to other people. And whether you're the founder of that company or whether you're in the distributor in the field, that's exactly what it's about. And that's why we've launched this brand-new website, the Network Marketing Advocates, where company owners, vendors, suppliers, distributors are all coming together as one to say, we're not going to take it anymore. We're going to raise the standards just like the girls do in the flip-flop CEO. We're going to come together and we're going to win. It's why... Women's movements like the Real Savvy Success organization is empowering women to say, we're coming together, we're going to win, we're not going to be catfighting and bickering amongst each other. This profession is the only profession I know where people work together. And, and I know there's some, there's some private fraternities like the NFL, the NBA, the, all that, but I'm talking about a business model. Where at a grassroots level all the way up, people are saying, we're going to be somebody. And nobody's going to hold us back. And as my mama said last week, I may have to take some time off and take care of some personal needs, but one of these days, I'm going to take it out of park and I'm going to re-engage. I'm going to go for a drive and I'm going to win. Now, she didn't say all that. I'm putting words into her mouth, but I've been doing that since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. 
but the content was the same. See, sometimes in direct selling, sometimes network marketing, whatever you call it, you got to take a little side detour. You got, you know, there's a reason on a trip. There's there's a rest area. My mama's in a rest area right now. One of these days, when the timing's just right, when she's been relaxed, she's gonna come out of that. My cousin probably gonna do the same thing. Maybe you're listening to the call today, and that's how you are. On this beautiful Labor Day, wherever you're at, you're saying this is my time off. And I'm glad because I bust my butt day in and day out to raise my family, to give them something they can be proud of. Well, maybe right now. This book's inspiring, I'll tell you what. Maybe right now. It's time for you to do the same thing. Time to kick some butt and get it taken care of. I love this. This book is great. Tomorrow, get a plan. That's where we're going to be at time for you to get a plan. It's time for you to think through today as you get ready to go back to work tomorrow. Do you need to diversify a little bit, add a little bit more to it? Are you one of those guys that the union's taking care of me? Maybe they are today, but what about tomorrow? Maybe you're one of those people that say, Social Security, yeah, social insecurity, okay, you to take care of yourself, and you probably aren't going to be taken care of. Folks, I love this profession. I love what these girls did. Live life like an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow morning for realmentorsradio.com.